Next on BYU Sports Nation, National Letter of Intent Day. Who did BYU sign in basketball and baseball? We'll tell you. Plus, the three return missionaries in basketball who can make a big impact on next year's Cougar team. Plus, baseball coach Mike Littlewood on his signees and the latest on Dennis Pitta and BYU's bracketology. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard. Yo, what is up? BYU Sports Nation is live, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, Wednesday, November 11th. Jerem Jordan alongside Jason Shepard again. What's up, man? Not a whole lot, man. I'm excited about this show. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about today. Signing day, National Letter of Intent Day, a bunch of teams on campus are signing guys. As those come in, we will announce them uh, right here on BYU Sports Nation, specifically in basketball and baseball. So hoping in the next hour that more of those continue to come in. Follow at BYU Sports Nation on Twitter as well. We do want to mention it is Veterans Day. Thank you to everyone who has served in this country. I know personally it means a lot to me. I was born on an Air Force base. Both my parents were in the Air Force. Uh, my sister was with the uh, you know, National Guard for a little while. So I appreciate those in my family that did it. Uh, I know... Uh, what Air Force Base were you born at? Mountain Home in Idaho. Oh, okay. Yeah, just outside of Boise. So I am a spud, but I moved when I was two. Yeah. All right. So we do appreciate uh, all of the service by those formerly, currently, and in the future uh, related to protecting this, this country. Yeah, my uh, my grandfather was in the Korean War, so I've, I've talked to him uh, quite extensively. I actually got a little history of his time in the war. So, uh, yeah, definitely uh, we're, we uh, you know want to thank all of our veterans, uh, both in the past and those currently serving. Here today is BYU Sports Nation headlines. Signing day for many sports on campus, as mentioned, including basketball. We'll tell you the signees uh, as we get them and the return missionaries that BYU announced for the Hoopsters coming up. It's uh, baseball signing day, as, as uh, Jerem mentioned. Mike Littlewood will join us at the bottom of the hour to discuss his signees, which include, we know some of them right now, uh, David Clausen. I think we li- he likes to go by D.C. Also, uh, Matt Favero and Pete Nielsen are already uh, signees with the BYU baseball team. Uh, the Cougars hoping for a couple more as well as they come in. We'll announce them. The West Coast Conference Women's Soccer Awards are out. BYU's Nadia Gomes is the player of the year. Congrats. Rachel Boaz is the goalkeeper of the year. First-teamers in the conference include Elena Medeiros and Michelle Vasconcelos. So despite being player and goalkeeper <laughs> of the year, Gomes and Boaz were on the second team with Busy Phillips. You're the player of the year, <laughs> but you're not even a first-team all-conference player. It, it, what? It, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. We're going to actually get into this. Uh, on ha- <laughs> We're going to play hashtag this a little bit later. Yeah. I'm very excited about yeah. my hashtag. Yeah. And uh, not good news for former BYU tight end Dennis Pitta. Uh, the Ravens have placed Pitta on the season-ending injury reserve list. His future beyond this season is still in question. The, the news this morning was that he was going to make an announcement after meeting with doctors about his future, and a lot of people were speculating that he might retire. That he might today. retire, and it doesn't look like that's the case. Which is good. Yeah, which, which is good. And you know, hopefully, we'll get into this as, as well. But hopefully, his career in the NFL is. Is not over. That's right. For my sake and his sake. <laughs> Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. National Letter of Intent Day. Mika once again, right down the lane with a foul. Eric Mika, you remember him? Two seasons ago, of course. He wanted to be called Caesar on the last day uh, he was on this show. 
Uh, he's in Rome, Italy. We'll tell you about Mika and the two other return missionaries uh, in a moment here. But several sports on campus, uh, receiving faxes. That's a thing in 2015 still, apparently. I guess you can email it in, too. But Is that the only thing that faxes are used for anymore? <laughs> well, in Back to the Future, too, <laughs> faxes were used uh, all over the place. Well, and you they get missed on that yeah, one. Yeah, you can get fired through faxes, apparently, uh, according to Back to the Future, too. That's right. Remember? That's right. And they had a video conference call. That's right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So BYU expecting to sign three basketball players today. As soon as they are announced, we will let you know uh, on those guys. But there are three return missionaries of note from this group as well. One of which uh, played before his mission, Eric Mika, as mentioned, of course, uh, from Lone Peak, averaged. Re- yeah. Remember the last. Remember the last time he was on. It, it looks something like this. We'll hopefully tweet this out, but. Eric Mika and Jamal Williams on the same show. Eric Mika did an interview, and then he wouldn't leave. So he was on the set with a lacrosse stick, which a lacrosse pole, which he played, you know, in high school. Were you concerned that you were going to get a lacrosse stick upside the head? Um, you never know with Eric Mika, one of my favorite <laughs> BYU athletes ever. Guy was nuts. April thirtieth, twenty fourteen. I can't wait for Eric Mika to come back. So, of course, Eric Mika averaged eleven point eight a game, six point four rebounds, started twenty nine games for BYU in thirteen fourteen. NBA potential, uh, in my opinion, with that body. I was told two months ago that he had gained 35 pounds on his mission. 35. So he's up to 260, 265. Which means... But that he didn't look, you know, overweight. He was pretty lean. Before his yeah, mission. He, I mean, he's got a big frame where you can add weight. And clearly, you know, depending on how much is good weight and not good weight, <laughs> you know, he's going to be back in time where... He can get into shape. And the good thing about him was, and we've talked about this, you know, what, what's what been missing, you know, since he's been gone? It, it's that big physical body. Yeah. You know, Corbin Kafusi is one of those guys figuring it out. That, that's figuring it out. Yeah. But that's something that Eric brought. He brought a toughness down in the post that uh, will be definitely be good to have back. The other two return missionaries, TJ Hawes, younger brother of Tyler. Really? Tw- 25 a game. Listen, my mom didn't know that. Maybe I had to mention that, you know. 25 a game as a senior at Lone Peak. He is in Lyon, France. He returns in April. Mika returns in May. And Peyton Dastrup is in Panama. 6'10", 230, Ohio State verbal commit. Then changed his mind uh, the Sunday before the Wednesday of signing day. So those are the three return missionaries for BYU that will have an impact on uh, the team next year. Which brings us to today's Twitter question. Which BYU hoops return missionary, so Mika, Haas, or Dastrup, will have the greatest impact next season? This one coming in from, wow, I, uh, let's see. N underscore, N underscore yeah. Crowley 19 says, I don't <laughs> care. I, I just am crying with tears of happiness. We will be unbeatable! Exclamation point. We will point. be unbeatable. Hold on. I got to put on the blue guy. Yeah. I, was, oh, I was looking for him. We will be unbeatable. Yeah, BYU has the most NCAA tournament appearances of any program never to make the Final Four. Hopefully in the next couple of years, BYU makes a Butler-type run with this talent. Now, Dave Rose and that coaching staff, they feel like anything is possible with this group. I think that the talent pool is raised. I think that every year there's some kind of – it sounds mean, but some, there's dead weight on, team, on, on almost every team in college basketball, right? There's dead weight. I feel like BYU loses some of that dead weight in the next couple of years and that they have more depth. They have more big men. You have legit big What was last year's problem? No front court, yeah. anything, right? You bring back Mika and Dastrup. I'm not sure that Dastrup starts right away. I think Mika starts right away. TJ Haas is going to start 
from day one, in my opinion. He is that good of a player. Well, when you look at the front court, the only player that you are losing that's a big next season is Nate Austin. So you're adding Dastrip 6'10". You're adding Mika, what, 6'11"? You're adding that to what you already have in Corbin Kafusi and Jamal Eights, Kyle Davis. Mm. So you are at, you, you're, you're yes, you're losing Nate, but you're gaining two other big bodies to add to that front court. Not only depth, but that's a lot of talent that you're adding to the front court. Oh, absolutely. So let's answer this question: Which BYU hoops are on Mika Haas or Dastrup will have the greatest impact next season? I think that I think that it's Mika. I think that Haas will have a great impact. I think Dastrup will be good uh, potentially off the bench. Maybe he comes back and starts right away. We'll see. I think that Mika, because he played before, will get the nod. But who are you going to sit? Are you going to sit Kafusi or are you going to sit Kyle Davis? What are you going to do there? I think BYU has options, and Mika will have an impact. Defensively, he's BYU's best uh, back-to-the-basket scorer. Um, You'll have a couple of those guys with Kyle Davis in the mix. Options, baby. What do you think? Initially, my my gut reaction was Mika, just like you. But the more I thought about it, I agree with you. I don't know how you keep T.J. Hawes out of this lineup. And it's very similar to what we're seeing with Nick Emery. The guy's just so good. You've got to, you've got to find minutes for him somewhere. Whatever it is, just get him on the floor. And, and I think because you look at the skill set that, that Hawes has at his size, his ability to handle the basketball, I mean, 25 points, five assists. I mean, the guy's shooting range is, is crazy, just like Nick Emery. I, I think he could immediately step in and have a huge impact, just like I expect to see from Nick Emery this season. And you mentioned uh, the distance uh, ability. That brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. You ready for this one? I am. As a high school senior at Lone Peak, TJ Hawes hit 95 (laughs) three-point shots. Zach Selyus is known as a three-point shooter. He hit 82 comparatively, right? 95. Now, how many did... Mrs. Bueller. (laughs) How many did TJ take? And that's on a team with Nick Emery and Eric Mika, okay? How are there that many shots to go around? Didn't he beat Orem at Orem on a uh, buzzer beater from 40 or something? I believe I watched that one live. Yeah, l- let's make sure people heard that right. He didn't take 95. He, he made, made 95 three-point shots top, as a senior. Top 100 guy. Uh, Mika, Haas, and Emery, of course, the three lone peak guys. But it's not just about those three, three lone peak guys. There is so much around them. If it was just those three, it's exciting. But you add Dastrip to the mix, uh, and then you add this whole slew of talent that we're going to see from this year's team. And I think this year's team's a little overlooked. We're, we're going to preview uh, this year's team tomorrow on the show. Dave Rose will come in studio, talk about the signees, talk about Utah Valley, the season as a whole. Uh, but next year's team feels like a sea change for BYU, just in overall talent, because you get Minka back, you get Haas back. Dastrip was uh, you know, a four-star as well. The future is crazy bright. And, and we're talking about next year's team because it's signing day, but right. this, this year's squad hoping to do some stuff this year as well. Well, well I mean, and, and you, you know this as well as I do. I mean, fans have been looking forward. Not, not that they're totally living in the future. They, they, they kind en- of. Ki- kind of. Yeah. But they've enjoyed what BYU's had because clearly BYU has had some very good players. I and mean, we were talking over the last four or five years, you know, players like Jimmer and and, you know, Tyler Hawes and Jackson Emery and guys like that. Kyle Collinsworth we're seeing now. But so there, there are pieces 
of this future that everybody's been looking forward to on this roster this year. But next year is when you start to get everybody together. And that's the, the collaboration everybody's kind of been salivating over. Like, man, just wait till these guys get on the court together. That, that's, that's what makes the future so bright for BYU basketball. And I agree with you. The, the seeding change. I, I, I just, I, this is a team that is... There, there's no limits to what this team can do. That's how good this team can be. I think BYU really challenges Gonzaga next year. Yeah, I, I think that this year BYU will challenge Gonzaga, but I really think next year you go, okay, conference championship is uh, really the goal. That, and that's the goal this year. And there's nothing wrong with taking second, going into the tournament. You're hoping you get a single-digit seed. Spencer Linton's already called for the single-digit seed. Tourney train and all that already. I believe BYU will make the NCAA tournament. But the single-digit seed, you got to have a really good year. And BYU opens the season Friday. Uh, and you talk about T.J. Haas. Kyle Collinsworth graduates. Chase Fisher yeah. graduates. You need a T.J. Haas to be the point guard. And you have a guy like Elijah Bryant who will be eligible as well next year. Let's, let's talk a little bit about next year's roster now with these guys on it, okay? Point guards, combo guards. Emery Haas, Jordan Chapman, Corey Calvert, Elijah Bryant. Okay, I, I see talent there. Jacob Hartsock. Jake Toulson, Peyton Dastrup, Braden Shaw, Eric Mika, Kyle Davis, Jamal H. Corbin Kafusi, and they're hoping one of these high school signees will play next year as well. You know who has the hardest job? It's Dave Rose. He's got all of this talent. He's going to have to be the one that figures it out, mm-hmm. divvies up the minutes. And scholarships, yeah. they plan on being uh, signing one today that will put them one over next year. So they have a little bit of work to do there. I, I just... This is a great problem to have. And yeah, yes, I mean, it, absolutely. It, you know, when you ask Dave Rose, you know, there are problems that you deal with in the coaching profession. <laughs> Too much talent yeah. is not yeah, a problem. Exactly. Well, look at, you mentioned Gonzaga. What makes Gonzaga so great? It's, it's they get, they get, first of all, they get great talent. And now they're the, the transfer capital of exactly. college basketball. But it's also their depth has talent. Yeah. And it's when one guy gets hurt or graduates and moves on, somebody's waiting in the wings to step right into the same role and pick up where the last guy left off. That's what this team has the potential to have with all of the talent, not just at the guard line, but down in the post. And it's been a really long time that since BYU has had this much depth and not just depth, but talented depth in the front court. You talk about Jim and Fredette's senior year where BYU makes a Sweet 16. There's no post score. Uh, you know, Brandon Davies is that post score. He's young on that team. He's, he's the second or third option in that group. For BYU, you are going to have some crazy amount of talent. Now, young, uh, you know, inexperienced and whatnot, but I think that fans expect this to be, uh, you know, Mr. Pibb and Red Vines. Crazy delicious. That's a, BYU fans expect it to be awesome. The conversation continues on Twitter. Use hashtag BYU. And today's question is this. Which BYU hoops return missionary? And they still have five or six months left. But Mika, Haas, or Dastrup will have the greatest impact next season. Let's get to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At jbucha31. Going with TJ Haas. Been waiting for years to see the Haas and Emory backcourt at BYU. There's something to the continuity of, oh, they've played together. They know how to feed off each other. You'd think Nick Emery would be the uh, point guard just because he's shorter. That's not the case. TJ Haas will be the point guard at six foot four, and Nick Emery will be the two guard. Yeah, I mean, for for next year, I mean, TJ's Kyle Collinsworth, 
and Nick Emery is going to be Chase Fisher. I mean, that's that's and Jake Toulson yeah. works into that mix. Elijah Bryant is in the, I, like, and, see, and that's not a guy that, that gets talked about a lot, right? Elijah Bryant is a very talented basketball player. I think player. he's BYU's best one on one player Ooh. from the practices and Cougar tip off where we've seen him. I've said that that guy is the best one on one player. Sorry, yeah, I mean, did you think he was in? Studio? I, I, you, well, you, over you pointed, and I'm like, pointed. wait, what are we? What are we? <laughs> Wait, is he in here? What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> make sure that make sure that we say all positive things. Just all options. I mean, this year's team, you're looking at more shooters. That's kind of the thing I've noticed. And they didn't they didn't play well against Alaska. Not worried. But what we've seen from the Cougar tip off and the first exhibition and in practice, this team will be able to shoot. You add to that the post component and then backups depth. Now now you can now you can win a conference championship for the first time uh, for BYU. And maybe that's this year. Maybe BYU challenges Gonzaga, but. We'll see. It's fun to think about, man. man. It's really fun to think about. I'm giddy thinking about it. I'm not putting on the tourney train hat, but I'm giddy. You know what I'm saying? Coming up, Mike Littlewood on his baseball signees. But first, Jimmer, Dennis Pitta, and soccer gets jobbed again. We play hashtag this next. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. We are live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. The conversation is happening right now on Twitter. Follow up. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation and use the hashtag BYUSN. Don't miss any episode of BYU Sports Nation, but especially don't miss tomorrow because we're going to be previewing the 2015-2016 BYU basketball season. Head coach Dave Rose will join us, and we'll look ahead to Friday's season opener against Utah Valley in the first ever Parkway Collision. Now, I'm calling it the Parkway Series. Our producer, Ben Bagley, wants to call it the Parkway Collision. Because it's not. It's Originally, not. that's what I wanted as well. You guys, you, you have guys, an opinion you, on it? Uh, Are we butting heads? Yeah, all the time. I kind of like calling it a series. <laughs> uh, it just sounds it sounds appropriate. It is. Um, I yeah. would just like to point yeah. out, Jerem, that you are Mister. Don't call it a home and home because it's not a home and home. It's true. Yet you're okay with calling it a Parkway series, and it's one game. Now I'm assuming that was on the air because I can't tell if it's just in my ear <laughs> on the air. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. Ben Bagley, voice of Ben Bagley. The uh, I'm fine. I'm fine either way. Yeah, I am Captain Technical, so you are right. But I don't want that. That's just where that's just where we're at. Okay, do, that's do fine. you have an opinion on that? I, by yeah, the way? Honestly, I really don't. I'm I'm perfectly fine <laughs> calling it the Parkway Collision since that's what I said. Uh, producer. Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, our Twitter question today: Which BYU hoops return missionary Mika Hazardash will have the greatest impact next season? At CM Colin four one. This is Chris Collinsworth, Kyle's older brother, former BYU basketball player. TJ Haas, people have no idea how good he is. That's saying something. That's a big compliment. From Chris, uh, Chris Collinsworth, not to be confused with NBC Sports. Well, maybe Chris, Chris maybe that Chris Collinsworth agrees. We haven't asked him. Funny story with Chris. He says that every Sunday night he gets hate tweets from people that don't like the analyst. <laughs> and he says, you'd be shocked by what people say. Who, who doesn't like Chris <laughs> Collinsworth, the NBC analyst? I don't know. He's the best in the business. I don't know. At Ron Bond 2015 weighs in as well. I can't contain myself when I see these return, uh, returning missionaries. I just see BYU dancing. They all have such a great impact. And that is the hope that the talent pool raises and that your backups would be starters previously. And now uh, Dave Rose has to make sure all these guys are happy. I know this would never happen, but any chance expectations are too high? <laughs> yeah. Right out of the gate, maybe? Yes, yes. And I, so there's always that. Listen. Of all, of all the expectations, here's the one that BYU needs to uh, change the most, to win a conference title. I'm not worried about how many games we, BYU wins in the NCAA tournament. 
I'm worried about winning a conference title because that will give you a better seed and then that will help you win games in the tournament. I think that people think Final Four will happen in the next couple of years with this group. That is a really high expectation. I would I would say, okay, let's see Sweet 16 and go from there. Right? So you just look at the... Ta- but I am pull back the reins guy on the show. Again, everything still has to, to pan out. I mean, guys still have to play to their potential. But just from a talent standpoint, and again... The team that I'm referring to, the BYU Sweet 16 team with Jimmer, you know, they well, they were uh, third seed, correct? Yes, so they, they were ranked number three. Yes, uh, two weeks before the end of the regular season. So, so they had a very favorable seed. I understand that, but from a talent, and beat an 11, a 14 and 11. Yes, F- from from a talent standpoint, which team? Speaking of that team with Jimmer, that went to the Sweet 16 in Nolens, oh. or. The, the one that we're talking about next season, talent-wise, which had more. Overall, like top to bottom, you look at these teams coming in, those teams. Yes. That doesn't necessarily translate in the same way, yes. though. That's the interesting thing. Yeah. But talent-wise, you're, you're acquiring a lot of yes. assets, yes. which is great. And BYU is capable of doing some really great things. I just don't want to scream Final Four. Where do you go from there? Yeah, you, you got to give yourself you say some championship room, okay? game. West what? Coast Conference. Chan- what? <laughs> where's the where's Come the on! where's the tourney train hat? You can't have the same expectations as Duke right away. Okay, let's just let's just be <laughs> careful. There's a lot of BYU sports news going on right now, so we need to play hashtag this. BYU Sports Nation says hashtag this. Hashtag this. A phrase is said. We create a hashtag and discuss it. Let's go to number one. Hashtag this. Jimmer for dead gets five minutes and two points in his second first game as a Pelican. Second first game. Well phrased. <laughs> hashtag green light. <laughs> Did you hear Alvin Gentry, the head coach of the Pels? Let's read And I'm sticking the, the with Pels. Pels. I'm still picking. You're the only one. I'm sticking with Pels. Did they even say that in New Orleans? Yeah, they call them the Pels. <laughs> <laughs> he said... Let's read it. I got All right, I you got it. it. You got it verbatim. Alvin Gentry, head coach, right? Yes, head coach. We'll put of the pills. We'll put him in a situation where he'll pretty much have a green light if he's open. Shoot. Finally, finally, somebody gets the Jimmer. Wait, why wasn't this given? Do you think Greg Popovich said, "Yeah, we're going to give uh, him the green light"? He didn't give Tim Duncan no. the green light. Yeah, well, from the elbow <laughs> off, off the glass. He did. Tony Parker still to this day. Manu Ginobili doesn't have the green light. Jimmer <laughs> finally has the green light. Uh, I go no deal. Oh, wrong game. Sorry, I thought this was a big deal. No deal. I go hashtag the beginnings of Jimmermania 2. N- no! Right? Let, I want Jimmer to succeed in the NBA. He got in last night, which is great. I hope that he indeed has this green light because when BYU and Dave Rose figured out that BYU is better with the ball in his hand, that worked. The NBA is not going to hand over the keys of the Ferrari of the offense to Jimmer Fidel. I just... <laughs> I just don't – yeah, it's not going to be that – it has been that car. It needs to be a better car. It really does. Number two. Hashtag this. Tijon Karoma expected to play at Missouri. Hashtag big boy is back. Mm. Man, do they, they need him. They need him every week, regardless of the opponent. But especially this week, the leader of the offensive line, the guy that's going to be going up against one of the best defenses in college football, you need to have a guy like Tijon Karoma. So, it, you know, last week is last week. He's back, and BYU needs him desperately. Hashtag the guns be busting, because this guy is uh, the Hulk of the BYU offense, and you're exactly right. I am concerned about the BYU offensive line, 
and their health. Three of the five will play. We'll see with the other two, the two guards in Lapuahu and Johnson. But Tijon Chroma, potentially MVP of this offense because it starts with him and the protection to give Tanner Mangum time, revolves around Tijon Chroma. The fact that he's playing is fantastic. Number three. Hashtag this. Dennis Pitta encouraged by doctors to give up football has not announced his retirement but will not play this year. You take this one. Hashtag dangerous on multiple levels. One, I would like him to play because Dennis Pitta is one of the greatest skill position players BYU's ever produced. And he's been in the league, caught a touchdown in the Super Bowl. He's been really good. He's been really good. And for him to have multiple hip injuries, non-contact, it's not good. I, I hope that Dennis plays. I really do next year. But he's out for this year. It just doesn't look good right now. Um, also, I want to continue as the co-host of BYU. <laughs> I'm going to go with hashtag sad. It's a very sad situation. And it's, it's very much like what we saw with Austin Colley. Mm. Both of these players. Yeah, why these two? They're... Seriously, both of these players came in and made immediate impacts with their team. I mean, Dennis Pitta won a Super Bowl. He's best friends with Joe Flacco. I mean, if you're if they wear they grow mustaches together. Yeah, I mean, it's to think that his career was that was so promising may be over. Very sad. Number four. Hashtag this BYU soccer's Rachel Boaz named keeper of the year, but only makes the second team all WCC. And I should correct something I said earlier. Nadia Gomes was on the first team, not the second team. I go hashtag Party Rock is not in the house tonight. The West Coast Conference, what is going on with BYU soccer? (laughs) One, the seating. That's the NCAA tournament. I get it. But two, Rachel Boaz is the keeper of the year, but on the second team? That makes no sense. No sense whatsoever. And BYU gets jobbed again. Is it that big a deal? No. But but it's kind of annoying. Hashtag my secretary voted for me. <laughs> from the coaches, <laughs> it's the coaches' vote. I yeah, believe, I mean, right? you know, it, we see this in in college football, where well, in, in college basketball too. I mean, it just you wonder if some of these people are paying attention. That how could you be obviously not the Jason. keeper of the year and not make first team All WCC? It doesn't make any sense. Number five. Hashtag this. ESPN's Joe Lenardi has BYU as a 12 seed in his initial bracketology. Playing five seed Oregon in Denver. What do you think? Uh, I'm going to go with hashtag I like it. Uh, now, I don't like the seeding, yeah. but I like... That's not Spencer Linton's single-digit <laughs> seed. No, it is not. Joey Brackets but, doesn't but agree. for the second day in a row, we're talking about a national college basketball guy saying that BYU is back in the tournament. Jerry Palm of CBS Sports yesterday. Yes, and so that's I, I like that we're seeing BYU get this momentum early. I like being able – now, how much weight does it carry? I don't know. But I like that these guys look at this team, despite losing a guy like Tyler Hawes, and say, yeah, this is still a tournament team. Hashtag it's oily for me. <laughs> it's oily. It's, it's November 11th with this. early. It's oily. November 11th, 12th seed, great to be considered – BYU lost Tyler Hawes. The nation doesn't understand who's on BYU's team and the newcomers. And Kyle Davis was a trade. They they don't know. They don't know. Uh, So BYU is a 12 seed now in bracketology. We'll see at the end. BYU's got a shot to obviously play some games. It starts Friday. And as mentioned, tomorrow is our basketball preview show. Dave Rose will join us on the program. Which BYU Hoops return missionary, Mika Haas or Dastrup, will have the greatest impact next season? Keep the tweets coming using the hashtag BYUSN. At Tasha Lynn 19, Elder Mika, he has already proved himself and is given and has a year of experience under his belt. 
kind of the incumbent there just because he's played and we've seen what he's yeah, done. Yeah, he knows what the system's all about. Hopefully he can step right back in and pick up where he left off, Absolutely. which is pretty good. Coming up, baseball head coach Mike Littlewood and signee Peyton Henry on why he chose BYU. This is BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Immediately following BYU Sports Nation today, you can check out the replay broadcast of Inside BYU Football. You can tune in today, 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern on BYU TV. Coming up right after the show, let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Signing day, National Letter of Intent Day for many sports on campus, including basketball. The Cougars expect to sign three high High school signees, as soon as we get those, we will let you know. The Cougars also add three return missionaries in Peyton Dastrup, TJ Hawes, and Eric Mika. It's also baseball signing day. The Cougars have signed five players, and we're going to break that down with uh, Coach Mike Littlewood coming up in just a second. West Coast Conference Women's Soccer Awards are out. BYU's Nadia Gomes is the player of the year. Uh, Rachel Boaz, the goalkeeper of the year. First teamers include Elena Medeiros, Michelle Vasconcelos, and... Uh, Gomes, despite being player and goalkeeper of the year, uh, Boaz was on the second team with Busy Field. Still, still doesn't make sense. Hashtag, my secretary voted for me. <laughs> and to the NFL, the Baltimore Ravens have placed former BYU tight end Dennis Pitta on season-ending IR. His future beyond this season is still in question. Joining us now in studio, baseball head coach Mike Littlewood joins us to talk about his signees today. Mike, how's it going? It's going great, and i got to thank you guys and, and Ben for having me on talking about baseball this time of year. It's it's uh, pretty awesome. Absolutely. We have an hour every stinking day. You know? <laughs> we gotta, we've got to talk Let's about it. do it every day. Yeah, awesome. Uh, so you signed five guys. What do you think of this group that you've signed? It's, it's, a, it's a great group. Last year we signed 12 or 13 guys, uh, brought in a lot of position players. We could immediately see the impact this fall with athleticism and depth. That was one of our issues the, the past since we've been here for three years. And uh, now these guys are kind of uh, specialty guys. I mean, Pete Nielsen's shortstop and D.C. Kloss and Peyton Henry are – catcher, first baseman type guys that are middle-of-the-order hitting guys. And, and then we have a couple pitchers in, in Shep Shepard and Shep, Matt Favero. Sorry, Shep Shepard? Shep, Shep Shepard, yeah. Shepherd. yeah. Is this no, so coincidental? No offense to any of the other signees, but Shep Shepard is immediately my favorite. Yeah. And, and his name's Shep Shepard? That's amazing. Yeah. Well, his name's Harold. It goes by Shep. Oh, okay. So it, it's similar. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah Jason, Shep. Yeah. yeah. And you got we talked about his high school. It's like the best high school name ever, Dripping Springs. I mean, <laughs> it just makes you want to go there. And, you now, know. Where is Dripping Dripping Springs. That's in Texas. Kyle, Texas. Yes. Kyle, okay. Texas. Yep. Gotcha. So, okay, let, let's talk about these guys. You mentioned them just yet again. DC Clawson. Does he go by DC? He goes by DC. David Clawson uh, spent his freshman sophomore year at Modern Day High School in, in Southern California, and then transferred back nearer to his home in Dana Hills. Has a resume similar to uh, s- similar to Kyle Dean, USA Baseball. Um, I mean, those are the twenty-two best guys in the country. He's rated as the number one catcher. Um, in California and possibly the defensively in the country. Wow! Um, if he hits it well, he's going to be a high, high draft pick, and so that's our next worry with with uh, DC. We want him to make sure that he makes a you know a great decision about what he's going to do that way. I mean, he could, he could potentially be a top three round or maybe sneak into the first round if he if he has a great spring. He's he's that type of a player. Um, Let, let's talk about the draft for a second before we break down the others. So these guys sign with you. They do have the option if they're drafted to go play. You know, minor league baseball before they enter, before year. they enter school they do yeah. and if they enter school then they have to be 21 that's their next opportunity or three years in college so none of these guys planning on going on missions right away um, or 
Not right away. Not right away. No, they'll they'll come here for for one year for sure. Yeah. Um, but Peyton Henry, who's going to be on with us um, with, with you guys uh, in a, nice in a tease. couple of minutes, same. Yeah, he's. <laughs> he I mean, business. he could be he, he could be a, a three, four, five hitter for us for for three or four years. Mm-hmm. I mean, and he's a draftable guy, high school All American. I mean, Pete Nielsen, high school All American type guy. He. I mean, these guys. Pete Nielsen is a six three switch hitting middle infielder that you could put anywhere on the field, and and he'd be great. And then. Couple that with a left-handed, right-handed pitcher. Um, right now, I think our going forward, as we are recruiting sophomores in high school right now and juniors, we're looking, you know, ninety percent pitching. That's what it's all about. You mentioned uh, Pete Nielsen. He's out of James Madison High School in Virginia. You also picked up a, another player, left-handed pitcher, Matt Favero. If you don't know the last name, you're probably familiar if you're a BYU baseball fan. You get both of those guys out of Virginia. Yeah, we did. And so Pete and Matt and Nate. Nate's on our team right now. Uh, Nate's six 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 seven left-handed hitting corner guy playing a little bit of first this fall, doing a nice job. Just got off his mission. Um, his brother Matt is a left-handed pitcher, and then their cousin Pete is is a guy we just talked about. But it's a great baseball family. They've got uh, some younger kids coming up as well, twelve, thirteen. So we're keeping our eye on those guys, and and uh, it's just a it's just a great baseball family, great family overall. And we're happy to get those guys uh, involved in our program. Nate's Nate's going to be battling for a starting spot this spring and doing a great job this fall. Mike Littlewood is on BYU Sports Nation, the baseball head coach, talking about his signees today. So we've mentioned D.C. Clawson. You talked a little bit about Matt Favero. Uh, left hand, always good to get a lefty, 10-0 with an ERA of 0.82. So he's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> and then Pete Nielsen, you mentioned his cousin, recruited by the national champs, Virginia. Always good to take one away from the Cavaliers. Yeah, we were nervous there. It got down to crunch time, and, and uh, you know, they were – Virginia, I believe, was willing to work with the with the mission thing too, because I think Pete's going to go after his first year, and I and I believe Matt will as well. Um, but he's just he's just one of those guys, and and I explained my if I had to describe him in one word, it's just gamer. I've seen him. I've been out to Virginia three or four times, and Coach Herring's been out there. He gets big hit after big hit. I mean, if put a guy on second with two outs with a game on the line, he's going to get a hit. That's the type of guy he is. And so, those are those intangibles that you. We know you can't coach those, and uh, that's what makes him special in in that regard. Besides just being talented, you know that that's just a bonus for us. And Pete Nielsen sounds like a middle infielder, anyways. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pete, he could be a catcher, he could be a third baseman, and he could fill in. I mean, he could play short for us his freshman year as well. So, mm. I mean, he's just a one of those guys you want on your team because he's so valuable and and can go really anywhere. I imagine there's a lot of stories when you're out on the recruiting trail with some of these players, and I don't mean to put you on the spot, but is there anything that stands out about any of these players during their recruiting process? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, the one time when his parents, they owned Nielsen's Custard in uh, in Virginia, and so we went over <laughs> and pretty much had way too much ice cream <laughs> nice. one day. But I mean, I, I watched um, a regional game, I believe it was last spring or two springs ago, and they were down three runs, and I, so I'm going out to try to get a, kind of beat the traffic, and it's like 10.30 at night, and all of a sudden, Mike Nielsen, who is on a mission now, and he's Pete's brother, he'll be uh, a walk-on for us when he gets back off his mission, uh, gets a hit, and I think Pete gets a hit, and then Mike hits a home run to tie the game. I mean, it's like the family, it's just, um, you know, 
whatever they touch turns to gold, and, and uh, hopefully they can give us a little bit of that when they get to BYU. How do you find guys like that in Virginia? I mean, clear cross country. Yeah, well, Ryan Roberts, I believe, recruited Nate Favero, and, um, you know, really it was kind of like Nate came up to us one day and he goes, hey, my cousin's pretty good. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I would like to say we did that a, a lot, a lot though, right? Yeah. And fans email yeah. you and whatnot. A lot of BYU, we, we really rely on uh, BYU former players because they know what it takes to play here. They know what level it is. And then we'll cross-check them with scouts in the area because scouts have no dog in the fight. I mean, if you call a dad, he's the best guy in, in the country. If you call their high school coach, <laughs> they're usually he's a okay. Coach. Yeah. So, but a scout will give you uh, a really good idea how they are. And and scouts loved uh, Pete, and and they had good things to say about Matt as well. Matt's a strike thrower from the left side, 84 to, 84 to 87 when he's good. I think when he feels comfortable. So when a scout says, "Hey, this is a guy you need to go see," that's when we jump on it and, and we'll fly two thousand miles to go see a guy. So when you when you now that you've got these guys in the fold, what's what's the next process with these guys? How, how much do you keep in contact with them? What, what what do you do for these guys until they actually get on campus? Well, there's a lot to do. There's there's housing. There's uh, the next thing for them is is apply to BYU, uh, do well on the ACT if they haven't already taken it. Um, go through that whole process. Get their uh, most of them have been on campus. Well, they all have most of them multiple times. But it's just going through that whole process of. Where do I live? Where do I get my books? Where do I, you know, what do I do next? And so we just have a checklist for them, and we go through that. And so we're in contact with them pretty regularly. In terms of recruiting, when you go out and and visit these players, how much do you have to sell BYU? And how much do these kids know about the tradition and know how good the program is? What is that dynamic like? Yeah, I like that question because we don't want to – one of our philosophies as a coaching staff is we don't want to get caught in the thing where your LDS – you should just come to BYU because of that. We want to sell BYU. Um, and it's really not hard to sell it to the parents. I mean, where else would you rather have your, right. your son or daughter go to school in this environment and culture, LDS or non-LDS, doesn't really matter. And we'll, we find that most parents want them to come here. But we really have to sell the baseball side. I mean, the players we want are being recruited by uh, Virginia. You know, we, we lost a kid to uh, Arizona State last week that was, that was uh, kind of it was a heartbreaking day for us. But if we're losing guys to those kind of schools – that's I guess that's okay. I mean, that's not what we want. But so we're we have to sell. Arizona State's got a lot to offer. We have to show what we have to offer. Um, great facilities, commitment to the program, great education, um, and obviously the culture. So we want to sell BYU. I, I, and I like that question because that's one of our philosophies. Don't just assume people are going to come here because they're LDS, because eventually they won't. Yeah, ask Roger Reed that from the '90s with Chris Burgess. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, Peyton Henry, it, Shep Shepard mentioned then. Peyton Henry, let's wrap with him, and we'll hear from Peyton coming up uh, on the show. A, a catcher from Pleasant Grove uh, who is legit, as you, you mentioned, could hit yeah. for you right away in the middle of the he's got He's got uh, Colton Shaver-type power. I mean, he's got hands. Mm. He's got a very, very athletic swing. Um, I believe he's probably got uh, in the top five guys in the country as far as just raw power. But but it's just not kind of a powerful swing. He's got a, he's got a, a base hit swing as well. I mean, he's, he's very athletic at the plate. Uh, he's athletic behind the plate, has a chance to get drafted as well. Um, I mean, he's just a guy that, again, he, he'll be one of the middle-of-the-order guys. He went down to Florida, and uh, if you look on the Perfect Game website, he went in and closed out a game. He's a pitcher as well, and it was 92-94 off the mound. So his arm really works. He's a guy it's, – it's really nice with him and D.C. Clawson coming. They're both really good catchers. But, you know, one catcher can't catch every single game, so it's nice to put a guy over there at first or DH him one game, put him back in, and – They'll, and with Trent Pratt, our catching coach, I mean, the sky's the limit. He's the best catching guy in the country. Um, 
in my opinion, and I think in a lot of other people's opinion. So their catching skills will just be off the charts after they leave here in three years. Let's wrap with this. Uh, just summarize fall ball. How many games did you play? How'd you do? What'd you work on? Yeah, we played three games. We ended at Dixie and, and, and played really well. I love the athleticism. I mean, we've got guys, Danny Jelich was, and Jackson Clough, I think were two of the big surprises for us. Jackson Clough, um, son of Paul Clough, who I played with here at BYU, came in and just an absolute stud. We'll, we'll uh, get an opportunity probably to start at third base for us. And uh, Danny Jelich, he's behind Brennan Lund in the outfield. Brennan's probably a top three, five-round pick this year, but... I would say Danny's the best outfielder I've ever coached. And, uh, you know, it, it, he's, he throws it probably 92 from the outfield, and it's always online, great trajectory. I just love how all of our freshmen are pushing all of our older guys, too. You can see a different pace in, in practice, just the older guys going, hey, I'm here, I'm going to show you how good I am. Instead of, this is my spot, I don't really have to do anything. Yeah. Which has kind of been the case the last couple of years, simply because we didn't have any depth. So, love the fall. I love, uh, love what our team has to offer this year. Well, great stuff. Exciting uh, to hear about these five signees. We appreciate the time. And Thank not, you. Not that I am counting, but February 19th, season Let's starts. Do it. Just yep. saying. Yeah. It's right around the corner. It is right around the corner. Four-game series with St. Louis uh, in Las Vegas. Coming up, one of those five signees, we'll talk to him. His name's Peyton Henry from Pleasant Grove. Why did he choose the Cougars, and what does he expect next season? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Jerem Jordan, Jason Shepard, live from Studio B. Remember, if you ever miss an episode live, you can catch the rebroadcast on BYU TV of the show at 6 Eastern time. And don't miss tomorrow's BYU Sports Nation. We'll be previewing the 2015-2016 BYU basketball season. Head coach Dave Rose will join us. Plus, we'll look ahead to Friday's season opener against Utah Valley. Now joining us, Peyton Henry on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Peyton is a new signee with BYU Baseball, six foot three, two fifteen, catcher, pitcher, first baseman from Pleasant Grove. Peyton, how's it going, man? Good. How are you guys doing? We're doing well. Congratulations on signing with the Cougars. Uh, what are some of the things that went into ultimately picking BYU? Uh, you know what? It's. Uh, I mean. Like like you said, I live in Pleasant Grove, so I'm really close, and uh, I want to stay close to my family. And I just all around love uh, BYU Nation and love the coaches uh, for the BYU baseball team. Just all all around excited to be there. What w- what was the entire process like for you? Because I know sometimes you, you talk with with high school players that go through this in whatever sport it is, and it's a very stressful situation for them. How was this for you? Yeah, it was it, it was a little stressful, but uh, I had. Uh, a lot of schools that were looking at me, but you know what? BYU is just the best fit for me, and uh, I'm just I'm just glad that I made the decision. But yeah, it was it was it was kind of stressful, but overall, I'm happy for that stress. Peyton, did you grow up a BYU fan, or did that uh, come later? Um, yeah, I actually did. I I like BYU. I always watch football. Me and uh, my some of my friends would always watch football games and stuff like that. So yeah, I've been a BYU fan. Well, you're you're kind of a jack of all trades, catcher, pitcher, first baseman. Where do you see yourself in the next level? Um, you know what? Just wherever they need me, uh, I I'd be happy to do whatever. Um, my primary position right now is a catcher, so I catch mostly. But um, wherever they need me is where I'll go. That's a great answer, and that's the one that Mike Little would probably want. <laughs> yes. So that's that's well played, Peyton. Uh, what what do you uh, who do you pattern your game after? Who do you watch and kind of emulate that plays in the majors? Um, you know, I, I, I like to watch uh, Perez. He catches for the Kansas City Royals. Sorry, I just – Salvador Perez. Salvador, that's, what it is. that's right. Yeah. So I, I, I like to watch him a lot. I think he, uh, he 
I like to mint my stuff after him. He just got named a Gold Glove winner, so and obviously the MVP of the World Series. So I really like to image my game after him. Uh, he's just he's a good dude and a good catcher. Uh, Mike Littlewood, who we just had on the program, he was talking about you. Said you're you're a middle of the order type hitter and an all conference type player right away. When you hear your 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 coach talk about you in in those terms, what does that mean to you? Oh, that that means the world to me. I mean, that's awesome. I'm just I'm so uh, grateful that he has the faith in me like that, and uh, I hope right away I can get in there and show him that that can uh, come true and be a real thing. Peyton Henry, new BYU baseball signee, is on BYU Sports Nation. Who's your favorite major league team and why? Favorite major league team? Uh, I've I've always been an Angels fan. Mm. We can get um, along. I'm a Mariners guy. We can still get along. We can still be friends though. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no. Yeah. I've I've always I've always been an Angels guy ever ever since I was little. So um, I've I've been to a couple of their major league baseball games. So I don't know. I just I just kind of fell in love with that team. Um, I love Mike Trout. I love uh, Cole Calhoun. Some of the guys on that team. So, yeah, that's 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 why. You know, there are there are a lot of players, a lot of athletes who, you know, despite committing to play one sport, they played other sports. Did you play, you know, other sports other than baseball? Um, no, I, I actually grew up uh, wrestling and playing football, but I decided to uh, put that on hold for. Uh, baseball when I was in ninth grade, so I've just played baseball in high school. Did did I read that your dad was your coach as well? Yeah, he yeah, is. So what? So what? What's that like? Oh, it's it's awesome. I mean, I I see he he's also my teacher too. So I see him <laughs> you can't quite get a lot. away from your parents. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, yeah, it's it's awesome. It's a good experience. He's taught me all I know about baseball. So um, it's it's just a fun time having him as a coach and having him as a teacher and all that. Who's the greatest? athlete ever to go to Pleasant Grove? Greatest athlete. Gosh, that's that's a tough one. There's been some good athletes come through here. Um, you know, I don't know. Uh, I like to be biased towards my dad. He's a three-sport athlete, and he was all-state in every one of them. So uh, I'm, I'm going to go with my dad on that one. Okay, well, good stuff. Peyton, congratulations on signing with BYU. I know a lot of people are excited about that signing. Uh, and congratulations. Have a uh, great senior season. And it's weird, but we'll see you in like a year or a year <laughs> yeah. and a half on the field. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. Hey, thank you guys so much. Appreciate Have it. Fun on the show. Okay, Peyton Henry heading back to uh, second period at uh, Pleasant Grove. It's, yeah, it, it is interesting. BYU signs these talented guys. We won't see them on the field until 2017. That's such a BYU thing, though, you know? Yeah, it's, 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 it's very unique. Awesome, awesome news. We'll see you in a couple years, right? That's just the way it happens. Go to class, dad's there. Go yeah. to practice, dad. Home, dad. <laughs> and, and Peyton Henry, you can hear the maturity. <laughs> oh, hey, yeah. He, I'll do whatever Coach Little would want. Hey, that's a great answer. Coming up, much to discuss in the Cougar Whip Round and a snarky rising chat looking at you, West Coast Conference soccer coaches. This is BYU Sports Day. BYU Sports Nation is presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whiparound. Men's basketball. Today is signing day for BYU basketball. The Cougars expect to sign three high school signees. Cougars also add three return missionaries in Peyton Dastrup, TJ Haas, and Eric Mika. Also for BYU basketball, Nate Austin, Chase Fisher, and Kyle Collinsworth were named team captains. Baseball. Baseball signing day as well. Mike Littlewood joins us. Uh, if you missed that, download the show podcast or go to BYUSN.com. He discusses five signees, D.C. Clawson, Matt Favero, Pete Nielsen, 
Shep Shepard. Yeah. And we talked to Peyton Henry. You can see that interview as well. Soccer. The West Coast Conference Women's Soccer Awards are out. BYU's Nadia Gomes is the Player of the Year. Rachel Boaz is the Goalkeeper of the Year. First teamers include Elena Medeiros and Michelle Vasconcelos. Uh, despite being Player and Goalkeeper of the Year, uh, excuse me, despite being Goalkeeper of the Year, Boaz was only second team with Busy Phillips. And the NSCAA Soccer Bowl is released as well. BYU finished the regular season, ranked 13th. You can watch uh, BYU Women's Soccer. Uh, Broadcast details to be announced concerning the NCAA tournament coming up later this week. Cougars in the NFL. The Ravens have placed former BYU tight end Dennis Pitt on season-ending injury reserve. His future beyond this season is still in question. Swimming and diving. Being a former swimmer, I'm glad I get to read this one. Jake Taylor <laughs> of the men's swim Burns, and dive team. That's right. Go Cougars. Jake Taylor of the men's swim and dive team was named MPSF Swimmer of the Week by CollegeSwimming.com after boasting his team in victories last weekend against UNLV and Colorado Mesa last weekend. Jimmer. Karma? Question mark. Jimmer Fredette <laughs> recorded two points in a steal in five minutes. He played against the Dallas Mavericks as the Pels, the Pelicans. I love it. There it is. Picked up their first win of the season, 120 to 105. Coming up later this week, tomorrow specifically, Dave Rose in the house as we preview the men's basketball season. John Beck will also join us. Today's Rise and Shout is brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most, DexterLaw.com. It goes to Rachel Boaz for being the goalkeeper of the year in the West Coast Conference. And a second team all selection. How does that work? I don't know, but it happened. She's really good. BYU only gave up one goal all year at home, by the way. I, and I don't even know if BYU pulled Boaz and it was someone else for that one, but she was fantastic. Uh, this season in the West Coast Conference. Congrats to her. Yeah, she certainly deserved the goalkeeper of the year. Oh, absolutely. Uh, she won the BYU Sports Nation uh, goalkeeper of the year as well. We want to mention that in the West Coast Conference. Twitter question, which BYU hoops return missionary, Mika Haas-Dastrup, will have the greatest impact next season? Today's elite tweet on that is at Googs53. Do you like that eagle, man? It is intense. That's, that's not bad at Feels all. Feels like the Colbert Report. <laughs> Mika! It'll be nice to have another 24-year-old on the team that has spent the last five years training with the pros. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Gary Pinkle. Snarky. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, I, Gary. I love that. So, so naive about that. It's okay. Is Tanner Mangum the oldest freshman quarterback in the country, though? Yes, he is. <laughs> and that's okay. <laughs> All right. Thanks to Mike Littlewood, Peyton Henry, and everybody on the crew today. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Don't forget to use the hashtag BYUSN. Stay tuned to add BYU Sports Nation on Twitter. We'll let you know about those signees in men's basketball as soon as they come in. Shows on demand on BYUSN.com. Audio podcast on iTunes and the Tune app. Coming up next, in about two minutes, the encore of this week's Inside BYU Football. For Jason, I'm Jeremy. Shout out to Ryan Gunderson. BYU Sports Nation back at it tomorrow noon Eastern time. Our men's basketball preview with Dave Rose. See ya!